good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksters Furnace with me, Robert. Man like Mo. Just no, two Peter. Because no, Peter is a pagan. Do you know what? Hey. Peter's a pagan for a number of reasons. One, because he broke the streak of us having all three of us here in the podcast. Um, facts. And two, the reason why he's not here is because he decided to move house. Bro. And do you know what? He told us he was going to move house. Was it this week? It was like, no, I think it was last week. Last week. I think it was last, it was, no, it was two weeks ago. And then last week, he told us, he gave us new news about some next thing that, yeah, so he, his, his, oh, raw, his means of updating us is just poor. And you know, like, usually, like, as Christians, we like to be like, oh, you know what, about to do this, can you pray for me? He didn't even give us that. Nope. To keep us, to keep us in the loop. But we move on. But this does present us a rare opportunity at an unveiling. Mm. I was about to say that, I was about to ask Yes, so Moses knows what I'm talking about You guys don't know what I'm talking about So basically, um, Moses and Peter Didn't like the nickname that Moses and I have Which was the man like and the one that babes love So I've been racking my brain Racking my brain about what What the new nickname's going to be And it came to me And I was like, I wasn't going to tell no one Until it was time on the podcast to say it So here we are Me and Moses, I'm going to say it The big reveal from this day forward, Moses and I <laughs> were the Smash Bros. <laughs> it's hard and worrying at the same time. <laughs> I'll talk you why we're the Smash Bros. One, because we share an enjoyment of gaming, especially mm. on the Nintendo system. Yeah. yeah. And also, we are we are we are free when it comes to talking about sex and stuff. Hey, one hundred. So we be the Smash Bros. <laughs> Okay, I can vibe with that. Yeah. I can vibe with that. <laughs> you know, when I was speaking about along these lines, I was like, you know, just to annoy Peter, should I say, let's be the bashers? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's, 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 it, I, think, I think Smash Bros works well. Because Peter and myself are like the heavy hitters. And then me and you smile. I like that. I like that. What can I say? You know, the inspiration came. It came. Cool. So, yeah, no, Peter, just me and Moses. It is late once again. So, we're just doing late nights recording these days. So, it might get a bit wild. I'm hoping it will. <laughs> is Jimmy there? Yeah, she's, she's in the front room. Okay, hopefully she's, she's going to come too soon because otherwise we might not get the conversation I'm trying to get out of Mo today. Mm. But we'll see. Anyway, let's start with Sorry Not Sorry. One for one? Yeah, let's do that. You can cool. go, go Cool. My question for you, Moses. Um, does God still count abortion as a sin if it's done to save the life of the mother? Um... So I think I think that's slightly nuanced, and I would um, if if you want a yes or no answer, then I will say yes. Mm. Um, but if you want an answer that actually gives some context to the yes, give or the no, nuance. Give the nuance. Um, I I would say um, <laughs> yes, but more so it's like. There's like the death of the mother would almost be as a consequence of a natural 
occurrence as opposed to an intentional decision to kill a life. Okay. If that makes sense. Yes. So by the natural process of the mother giving birth, unfortunately, she loses her life. Um, and even if she knew that in advance, there was still the willingness to follow through the natural process. And arguably for a Christian, there's the challenge of trusting in him to be able to keep or resolve um, or hold her alive. Um, whilst for the child, in as much as the child hasn't lived, and for the most part, I don't actually know, but the child may or may not feel any pain during the abortion process and stuff like that. Mm. Um, that is a clear decision to end someone's life, an, an intentional decision to end someone's life. Um, but practically, so I'm seeing it like top down. I'll be like, I would, I would understand it as yes, still being, I have made a conscious decision to end someone's life. But practically, I was in a situation where I was in that situation. It would be a very difficult decision to make. Yeah. Um, so I still recognize the difficulty of the decision to make. Um, yeah. Do you think that you would have a say in it, or would you just leave it up to your wife to make that decision herself? I would because, have a because say in it. because it's her that's, that will do be doing the living and the dying. In as much as it would be her that's on the receiving end of whatever happens or carrying the burden of whatever happens, I would I would definitely chime in and I would chime in and make my perspective clear. Um, and hope that she would take my position into consideration. Oh. Yeah. So it's like in my situation now where we have children and um, we have children and if she was to, to die, then it's like I would be taking care of all of these children. Um, I think... I would very much be like, no, nah, I'd, I'd rather you be about. Mm. I'd rather you be about. And again, it, it betrays what I've just said in terms of, but well, like, I'd rather you be about. But and and again, you could argue, oh, so what if, um, if you don't have children, then you're like, wonder mum, I'll just take care of the kid. <laughs> but that's 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 not because I will still hold out hope that the mother will pull through. Yeah. If the doctor's like, there's absolutely no way that the mother can make it, I would be like, can we opt for a cesarean? Does the mother mm. have more chance for a cesarean as opposed to a natural birth and stuff like that? Um, so yeah, I think that would be my that would be my that would be my view that yes, deciding to take take the baby's life to save the mother's will still be a sin in terms of intentionally killing the life, but I still recognise the difficulty in wrestling with that decision. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. like, I do think that God would be sympathetic to the situation. Mm. I, I think. I hope. I hope so. Yeah. But, um... No, no, because it says um, that we don't have um, high priest who's not um, unsympathetic so to like, our situation. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like he gets it, and like he he may not agree, but I'm sure he he gets it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my question to you, oh, actually, are you happy with the answer? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, was a good, that, that was a good answer. My question to you is, um, 
did you manage to read the article that I sent to the group, the Ravi Zacharias article? No, I, I, I saw that you sent it, but I was watching the movie. Give me the, so um, a quick, the, a quick uh, breakdown of it is that TLDR. he had he had hundreds of inappropriate messages and images from women um, throughout his years of ministry. Um, he had engaged in sexual activity with different women and to the point of some of the women actually um, likening the way in which he engaged in it to rape and him forming the structures around him to free him of um, of accountability. Mm. So my question is almost how do we how would you in light of like Rabbi Zacharias um, communicate with non-believers as to like w- within that situation how would you still present Christianity to non-believers in that situation and how would you then encourage or talk to Christians within the situation I think when it comes to non-believers I think that I feel like there there, there needs to be a dispelling when it comes to Christians in that I feel like a lot of non-Christians whether rightly or wrongly so they 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 hold us to a higher standard because of what we believe Um, but I think that because there is a standard we're supposed to be following, I think that sometimes they can feel like we are then exempt from being allowed to make mistakes. Okay. Allowed to make mistakes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because because if 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 this was like a non non-religious person. Um, that, that 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 did these things to be like, oh, he's a pagan, but it all stopped there. But it's almost like with with with, with Ravi, it's like, oh, he's a pagan, and he was a Christian too. Christian shouldn't mm. be acting this way. So do you think? Obviously, but like I'm I'm calling Bezos, but he Bezos, but he was caught in a similar situation. But it was towards one woman, and then obviously there was a divorce at the end of it. But if Bezos had like similar situation to you so i'm looking at i'm looking at not just someone doing it who's a christian but just the the level to which he's at like mm. how visible he has become yeah so obviously if some any joe joe blog from down the street did it it wouldn't it, it will still have an impact on his family but not yeah. be as reaching yeah. as this guy's with his influence yeah. i would say i would i would i don't think that there's like any defense for for like what he did and mm. so i wouldn't I wouldn't try and give any, mm. um, but but I think the the important thing is that people don't then take what he's done as a reflection of who God is. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, because people are gonna do messed up things, but that doesn't change who God is. Um, mm. Like every, like we are we are attending to be Christ-like. But we are still human, and like as much as we strive, sometimes we're gonna flop. Sometimes mm-hmm. we say we're gonna do it, but, but actually not. 
so, just like those people that say, oh, yeah, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, but, 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 but I will still be bang, banging the ice cream. Yeah. You know, it's easy to, to, to say something, but you're a Christian because of your actions. Mm. No. Well, well, you're a Christian because of your beliefs. Yes. And your beliefs will be reflected in your actions. Yes. Hopefully, anyways. Hopefully. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, don't, I don't even think it's hopefully, because so, if you... Because I feel like if you truly believe in Christ, then there'll be a change in your in, in, in the way you conduct yourself. Yes, wholeheartedly. Um, the reason Maybe I not always. Was all, and that's that's why I said hopefully, because it's almost like what you know is always like a few steps in front of how you behave. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it will take some time for it to kind of catch up, but there should be that. Um, steady progress or steady movement towards yeah towards godliness in whatever way you understand that and sometimes we will backslide and mm-hmm. and that's the truth like we've seen it, it like if you look through the bible like no one in the bible apart from jesus and i guess enoch was like presented as being perfect or like just and like perfect mm. so like even david who was like the like the picture boy of the bible he did his madness. Yes. If you take Abraham, the patriarch, he was flinging his wife out to everyone. Bro, he said <laughs> flinging his wife out. And it's like, and like, it, it's like all these people that had the most intimate relationships with God, it didn't stop them from messing up. Mm. And I guess for us as Christians, it's not so much about our mess ups, it's what we do after it. Mm. Do we go back to God? Do we repent? Do we do we some, sometimes have to do the time because because of what we've done? Mm-hmm. Or are we just going to pretend like it's okay, try and justify our actions? Um yeah. So I think yes, um yeah, so for for for, for non believers will be mm-hmm. yeah, the guy messed up, but this is not a reflection of who God is. Yes. For the believers, um same thing and be like you know what this is a warning that sometimes if you're not careful um sin will be at your door like a lion so so watch out it's a madness yes no i'm happy with that i'm happy with that and it's not easy (laughs) and and you know what i I feel like john mccarthy's gonna have a field day with this one (laughs) bro john mccarthy's already had a field day with it but it's just yeah, right now John MacArthur is not is not high high on my list, but um, it's 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 hard, it's difficult because it his ministry had such an impact. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and it's and and that's why it's important to keep our eye on Christ and not our spiritual leaders, because mm. because spiritual leaders can and sometimes do fail fail you, but Facts. you just know just. Just because they're a pastor doesn't mean like you don't become a pastor because you've reached like a level of holiness. You do it because you feel like God has called you to yeah. do it, or because you feel like you, you can get a jet plane by by <laughs> Jupiter congregation, <laughs> or you can get happy endings by setting up at a spa. Come on, ah, or the that happy endings. Blow. <laughs> but he liked those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be joking about this kind of thing. We shouldn't. But it's funny. <laughs> Mate. Yeah. Right, let's get into it. Cool, let's get into it today. So 
this will go out the day after Valentine's Day. Mm. Now, and, and this week I've been thinking about Valentine's Day a bit. I'm, I'm thinking about, and I, I realized Valentine's Day must get so much harder once you're in like a proper relationship slash marriage. Mm. Because when you when when it's like like a different girl every, every year, there's almost like they don't have that expectation. Yeah, you can recycle the things that you, you can would recycle last year the, the things. Next, yeah. Yeah. And then and then for them it's like, oh my gosh, he went over and beyond for me. These times the guy at the restaurant knows that he sees you every, every you know Valentine's. Was <laughs> that on the same table? Yeah. That's me. Oh, you want the usual? <laughs> <laughs> And I just this thinking, one looks nice. Is that what? <laughs> and yeah, I, I, and I just think like, so like, how how have you found stuff like Valentine's Day, being a married man, being with the same person for what is it, eight years now? Eight years this year, but mm. currently seven years. Eight years in November. Yeah. Um, it's it's the the challenge. Is um, you even proposed on Valentine's Day? So no, or, yeah, no like, I, I, I proposed a week before. Yeah, a week before Valentine's Day. Um, so our, our first Valentine's Day we spent together. We were engaged, which was dope. Um, I think for me, it's it, the challenge has been so. Initially, you're just like, oh yeah, like I'll just do the normal stuff, um, or the stuff that I, I typically do. But exactly as you said, you almost even on like birthdays and stuff, you buy her a card, you write in the card, and then you quickly realize that I poured out my heart in the first card, I poured out my heart in the second card. The third card is starting to sound like the first card. Like there's not as much that you can kind of drop into it. That that. Oh, but, but is then, well, what they'll say is that fam, you've had a whole year to have whole new experiences, to have a whole different figure to write in the card. So you got the problem. <laughs> And that's that's what I was about to say is it it forces us to reflect not so much so on um, the day, but on how we've seen the person grow mm. and the new ways in which we've loved the person. And so if we're just looking at Valentine's Day as oh it's just the 14th, we just the typical thing you do is you buy chocolates, you buy flowers, you should probably buy some condoms or whatever. But it's just yeah, like man. you know what I was there. If, if you're married, um, if, depending on your means of contraception. Um, but it's, unless you're trying to go for a baby, to be fair. Um, but in actuality, it forces you to reflect on how you've seen that, how you've seen that person grow. And so last year, your wife may have really enjoyed um, red roses. But as she 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 just stumbled across a different sort of flower, and she's starting to like that even more. And you've noticed that. So you, instead of buying roses for Valentine's Day, you buy the other thing. But it, it's very much a case of like continually studying your partner and not investing in the day by investing in your partner on the day. Mm. Um, and even on birthdays and stuff, reflecting over the past year how you've seen your partner grow, how they've like really how they've loved you practically and how you've enjoyed that and like reflecting some of that within like the cars and the stuff that you buy for them and their presents. So yeah, it's when looking at, when looking at Valentine's for just the day, it's easy to fall into the same traps and to repeat the same things that you always do. But when looking at it more so from a perspective of 
reflecting the person, then there's a there's a bit more room to kind of maneuver in. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. How have you found? How can I put this? So usually it's like it's it's it's, it's like the guy that's doing the romancing of the babes. Oh. Obviously, being married, it's about making sure both both parties feel loved. How have you found being romanced by your wife? If you have been romanced at all. Do you know what? Yeah, Gems is absolutely brilliant at that. And mm. like in 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 all honesty, Gems is better at me than that. Mm. Okay, but but before I start, maybe I, a question I want to ask is what does romance look like for a guy or like for you? And how's Ooh. it different from for for, for like a woman? Because like so, usually for, for women it's like you take her out on a date, get the flowers, get the presents. Oh, he's so romantic. So I, I think romance is actually fundamentally it's intentionality about showing your affection and i know someone who her husband would go out and on his way back home would buy her a bar of chocolate and um to her that was like oh what like you were thinking about me and that was romantic just a bar of chocolate to her was romantic and it's just the way that she's wired and her husband knew that and so her husband was feeding into that and um for some people it's like no you you need to take man to the shard and that like you need to splurge out and take um everyone is different everyone's got different standards different requirements um and i think for jamelia for the most part it's it's been more so the intentionality and the being like sitting down and planning something mm. sitting down and putting in effort to be able to do something with her even if it's just we're just going to watch a film but knowing that like i've picked up the film i've bought the snacks i've like made sure that the kids have gone to bed and all of them like I've, I've placed an intention on this this event that we're going to have together um to her it's romantic now obviously there's there's like the mood and everything like that that kind of comes with it um but I think that there's a lot to do with the intentionality around putting it together. Mm. That speaks more so, in my relationship anyways, that speaks more so than the event itself. It adds to it. Mm. I hear you, I hear you. I think I'm still trying to process what it means to be romanced. And you know what, I think, and that's, this is another thing as well, I think in in um, my background and like, growing up in a hyper-masculine environment where it was literally just, it was just all about sex. Um, As it should be. <laughs> Mandem weren't really fussed about being romanced. Like, if, if you want to romance Mandem that I grew up with, just get lingerie. Like, that that would be easy win. Um, fact, even if I get lingerie, just make sure your head game is on point. Hey, I'm a happy man. fam, it's like happy that. Man. It's like that. Just, just get them cheeky, cheeky looks every now and then. Give them the cheeky looks every now and then, and you're good. Um, <laughs> and so I feel like, with within the guys and the communities that I've I've grown up with and around, there there is a lack of exploration of them sexually and them romantically, and um, that then. Puts, puts us into a position where we don't know what it means to be romanced. We don't know what, if, we don't even know what um, what we would like. 
we we barely explore ourselves sexually outside of just the different positions. You know, them ones there, it's just like, boom, 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 ting done. Um, and so it's, it then puts us in a space where, yeah, where, where we don't really know ourselves that well. And that is a detriment for a healthy relationship. Yeah. If, if you don't know yourself and like, it's just all about their the end game or whatever. Um, so yeah. what have you learned about yourself about how, how you like to be romanced? So in, in all, I'm I'm still learning. I've I've learned a lot that I haven't explored myself. I haven't. Everything has just been about sex, in mm. terms of previous relationships, and that's that's been like, okay, cool. Like, bun full play, bun all of them things there. Just lay down. Let's let's get attracted. <laughs> you know, like that. Just no lube. Fam. <laughs> Just let's get a oh, crack. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it was unhealthy because the girls that I dated were of the same mindset. Mm. Whatever their whatever their background may have been, were of the same mindset. And so it didn't facilitate or harbor or encourage exploration or anything like that. And to a degree, I'm happy about that because I get to, like, this is something new that has been explored with my wife and it hasn't been done previously. Um, and so it puts me into a vulnerable place with my wife that I haven't been with any other person. And then learning to trust her with that vulnerability. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's good and it's, it's pushing me to be able to trust her with, with all of me with vulnerability straps and all of them things there. But in terms of, like, I'm still learning. Like, I'm learning, um, like, I'm learning that the pleasures of foreplay. <laughs> like, big man thing. And it's, 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 it's them ones where it's just like, rah, like, before, but we, we've said this before, like, when, when like, when it was, <laughs> when it was porn and stuff, like, Bun the warm-up talk. Bun, I don't care that Mama's here to fix up pipes and that. We know what we're here to watch. So let's just fast forward the thing and let's get to what we nah, need bro, to do. Nah, bro. Beginning, beginning was the best part of one, bro. Nah, bro. I like nah, the story. Bro. I was like, nah. oh, how are you going to get to the position? Nah, bro. For me, it was like, we know why we're here. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's get straight into it. Just beat the bush instead. Um, just and that that was the mindset. But now I'm I'm recognizing I'm realizing the 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 importance and the relevance of the small stuff and the things around it and the nuance and all of them things there. And for me that 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 is new. And for me that is romance in this season. Appreciating that like my wife is booked to do something or even simply is just like booked for her mum to come over to look after the kids so that we can go on a walk. Mm. And I'm just like, rah. Right, that's, that's dope. I like that. And then appreciating that. And then in that, just appreciating the fact that she had, like, considered something and planned it and put in the work to do this. Um, and it doesn't have to be sexual. It doesn't have to lead anywhere. It's just me being in that space. Intentionally, <laughs> where it's just us. <laughs> In that space, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> you 
yeah, I feel like that's something that's, that's going to be quite difficult because I feel like I don't know how to switch off. I feel like I, I'm kind of just being in the moment and appreciating the moment for the moment. Mm. Like, I feel like my head's always going, thinking about, okay, what's what's going to happen in like two hours' time? And mm. this and that. It's hard to just, yeah, it's very hard. Uh, so you're I'll thinking about how we're going to transition, how we're going to pivot. So even I'm though not, you're enjoying the storyline, you're still like, oh, how, how's it going to lead there? Not even like a, not even when it comes to that, but just like, just like if we are like having like a nice walk or something, mm. I won't, I won't be in the space of oh, we're out for a walk. Mm. There'll be all, all thoughts about stuff I need to do, I need to go and do some revision on this, and yeah, I find it right very hard to be in the moment. I may be good mm. at faking it, um, and it's easy when like. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, when you say that, why did I, why did my head just go? That's what she said. <laughs> oh, bro, they don't fake it with me. <laughs> Authenticity. <laughs> oh no. Um. But yeah, I feel yeah, I find it difficult to just focus on what I'm doing. Oh. And I think that's something I'm gonna have to learn how to do. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and I think. I think the challenge for you is not so much learning how to do that um, with your wife, but learning how to do that in and of yourself. Because mm. I think once you get to a place of being content in the now in yourself and not always thinking about and this and that and that, um, just being able to sit with yourself. Um, whether in God or just with yourself, it then plays out into the different relationships around you. Yeah. Um, and it's it's there's definitely growth in that. Like God wouldn't say, "Be still and know that I am God," if we don't have a tendency, if we ha- don't didn't have a tendency not to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely think that there's ah oh, pagan. Focus, Moses. Focus. Be in the I now. Focused. I am being in the now. No, now. Things in the now. No. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think the challenge isn't so much so wanting to do that in a in a relationship setting, but learning to do that in and of yourself, oh. with yourself, and then you bring yourself to the relationship in which you are being present. Um, and being present in the relationship then means you're being present with the person in that relationship. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. It's a learning process. And the process will get there. It is. Hopefully. It is. And I say that like I've got it, I've got it down, but I don't. Um, mm-hmm. There's still it's still a learning curve. There's still things for me to tweak and to adjust. Um, yeah. But the more that we learn to be present, the more that we we learn to enjoy our partners in a way that is enjoying them holistically and not just with an end in mind and so that this notion of learn studying your partner if you study your partner from the from the perspective of from studying for a test there's a massive likelihood that you won't actually enjoy your partner Mm. you will have a lot of facts and knowledge and stuff about about your partner but it won't actually lead to greater intimacy. It's like, I can know a lot of facts about giraffes, but it doesn't mean that I'm actually like, I don't have a relationship with a giraffe. 
Um, mm. Like I don't, I don't know what you are fat. I've just googled stuff. Um, but if I spend time, I said, I said, I said giraffe. Like, I can have a lot of, <laughs> I said, I can have a lot of information about cats, but not own a cat and not be able to, and like, not like take care of a cat. So like theoretically, I could take care of a cat, but when I actually get a cat, it just all unravels. Or I can actually have a cat and spend time with that cat and learn how to take care of that cat, which then has things that are applicable to other cats as well. And so it, it's in spending time and enjoying your partner. The natural trade-off will be you will start to learn new things about her or him and get to learn how... No, it's her. It will definitely yeah, be her. Yeah, for you, it's her. For you, it's her. Um, make it short. <laughs> and you, you will know how to best interact with them and best how to love them but that is birthed from a place of genuinely spending time with them mm-hmm. hear that hear that um so i was listening to this podcast a while ago what was yeah. it called i think it was called the the, the dead ass podcast podcasts just married couple and then so the guy was talking about marriage right and he brought, yeah. and he brought up an interesting thing and that was interesting so far. Let me come and talk to you guys about it. Peter's not even yeah. here. But I think it's better that he's not here because he wouldn't have been authentic. He would have been fake. He, he would have faked it. <laughs> but you know, but, but when, when it's the Smash Bros, we can go wow. in. We can go in. No foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So basically, he was talking about how you know how how like when you enter like a uh, relationship and then um, into a marriage. There are certain, I guess, perks that you have to almost give up. Mm. In in that there are certain relationships that you can't have in the same way. Mm. So like you're, so like you can't be as emotionally vulnerable or, or go to like another female, um, for like emotional support in the same way you could before you go into a relationship. Mm. Like when you go into a relationship, it means that you're not going to be sleeping around with all these other girls. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hopefully. So, 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 so that comes with the territory of being in, in, in a relationship mm. that, that, you, that you cut off all these other babes and it's only your babes. Mm. But he had the gripe. And I think I understood the gripe. And, it made, and like when we think about it, it made sense what he was saying. His thing was, is. Why do women ask to be in relationship with guys if they are not able to satisfy them sexually as often as they would want? And it's, if that makes sense. Oh. So, so that's like, so that maybe before the relationship, like if, if they want to have sex every day or like, yes, seven times a day, he might fulfill that between three different girls. Mm. But then in getting to relationship, he's saying I'm only going to be with you, or or, or rather she's saying you're only going to be with me. Mm-hmm. But then she, she's not fulfilling the seven days that he was getting before the relationship. Mm. So should women be asking for relationships if they cannot fulfill all the things that the guy was getting before the relationship? Yes. Tell me why. And I think. There's a there's there's a generally a, um, held notion of um, I've heard quite a few 
um, married couples, not particularly Christian, because this isn't a Christian um, approach, but it's like they got more sex from their partner before marriage than after marriage. Mm. It's almost like after they got married, we was like, ah, oh, I'm tired. I'm not in it. Ah, <laughs> uh, my um, <laughs> And they... <laughs> I'm not going to repeat the analogy they used or like... No, nah, repeat it, repeat it. <laughs> we the Smash Bros. That's what we do. <laughs> the, the guy was like, once you get married, it's almost like you put your dick on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, <laughs> just chill out. Like, you're not getting. But I think so. So, firstly, I think that that is um, that that's not a healthy reflection of that's not a reflection of what a healthy christian marriage can look like um i'll come on to that in a minute but in terms of why is it right for a woman to be a man to be committed to a woman and not receive the same amount of privileges as he did before is that firstly the in as much as the woman is meant to the woman you're married to is meant to be the woman in whom, or the, yeah, like when you get married, all your sexual desire is channeled towards this one person. Um, but that person is not limitless. The person has limits. The person has, like, it, it, the person is not bottomless. Like, there's there's a limit to this person. And in getting into a relationship and saying, I want to commit myself to you, you are now committing yourselves to this person's limits as well as their strengths. You're committing yourself. So in as much as there's a question of a woman requiring a man to enter into this, but there's also the reality of the man being willing and seeing that the woman is worthy of me actually doing this. And in you seeing that, you have to acknowledge the woman's limits. And biblically, man's limitations remind us of how limitless God is. Us being finite should remind us of how infinite God is. And us being, like, us not being fully sexually satisfied or whatever, however that plays out, should lead us. And again, I'm saying this from an ideal sense of, of the word, recognising how difficult it can be practically, should lead us to God to show us how to manoeuvre and operate with that and build that in a way that honours him. Um, but it doesn't permit, it shouldn't permit a husband to deny the wife, his wife, his body, or a wife denying the husband her body. Because the Bible says, husbands, your bodies are, are your wives and your wife's body is, is yours. And so this, this surrendering onto it, but it's almost recognizing that a woman is not, isn't, that the woman is not necessarily meant to just, so in, even with the, with the reality of like a menstrual cycle, there is, for the most part, a good week. It may be two days, it may be three days, it may be however, but there's five days. But there's a there's a, a good give or take week in which if you're adhering to, like, do not have sex with your wife when she's in, on, on her menstrual period and stuff, then there's a... Oh, swear, kebab, yeah. Then there's a, there's a good week in which you're going to have to recuperate. Like, you're going to have to allow your wife to recuperate. Mm. There's ways around that. There, there, there are ways around that, but you won't be able to have vaginal penetrative sex. 
But there's other or- <laughs> That's why I said vaginal penetrative sex. There are other ways. I was going to say offices. There, there's other ways in which there's like, however you might want to do your thing, you can do that. But the female physical body and vaginal intercourse is not meant to be limitless. And hold on, can we just say you can have sex with a girl while she's on her period? You're not supposed to. You should. Well, you're not. You can do if you want. If that, that's how you men are on your thing. Is it dangerous if you do that? I don't. I don't know if it's dangerous, but I know that the Bible doesn't. The Bible like explicitly tells us not to. Yeah, but that's Old Testament though. We'll come with. We'll so we can kill each other, yeah. Uh, well, we 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 be killing each other anyway, so. <laughs> so yeah, I I I see I see um. I see I I almost see it as, um. Giving the woman, or affording the woman the time to just be during during the menstrual cycle and if if you man if you want to do what you're doing and, and you're married fam that's you in it like that's you I, I ain't about to come like peeping through people's windows and be like don't do that like <laughs> nah that's you man that's you what you man want to do you man can do um so long as it's mutually agreeable and my man doesn't mind like red all over his things or whatever then that's you man in it um <laughs> unless you man got like a bib or something um yeah. But it's yeah, it's, it's wild. But um, it's it's a case in which human beings have their limits. Sometimes the girl wants it more than the guy, and the girl is coming up to the guy like, "Yo, pattern up," and the guy's like, "I'm tired. <laughs> I got the headache. Yeah, I'm the one who's tired." And it's like human beings are aren't limitless, and we need we ought to respect that. We ought to work within those boundaries and so i don't i don't particularly see it as wrong for a woman to to want a guy to be committed to her because the guy would want to be committed to her to be able to commit in the first place and in committing to a woman you're committing to her, lim- her limits as well as uh, her strengths and only god is limitless so, so it's only in god that we can we can get full fulfillment so 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 using the argument would you then say that um if if a man isn't always on emotionally validating his woman, then he, he can say, fam, I'm I'm limited. Like, <laughs> what can I say? No, if 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 your wife has like a real insecurity. No, no, okay. So in turning to your husband for validation or affirmation and stuff like that, there is a there's a genuine legitimate reason to do that. But the one true person who can provide that is God. And your husband or your wife is not God. And if your validation is based on your husband, that's idolatry. There's a problem there. Okay. And so if it's a case in which, and again, it, it, it's, it's the entirety of, of our being. If, if, every, if anything is based predominantly on our, our husband or wives and not on God, then there's a real issue there. Obviously, we can't have sex with God. Like, that's mad. That's wild. Um, <laughs> it's wild. But it's it's a case in which sexual fulfillment being filtered through your belief, like filtered through faith, recognizing that God has given us this and God has said, like, enjoy your wife. 
and trusting in him to fulfill these things. Um, it may you may find out that you have a really unhealthy relationship with sex. And so you're not actually desiring it because you actually want to have sex, but it's due to your perceptions and your unhealthy relationships with sex, where you almost perceive that I need to be having this every single day or whatever. Maybe that's the way you're wired, but maybe also it's, it's due to your perceptions and society's conditionings and stuff around you. Oh, so it's my phone now, yeah? Crazy. Bam, you need to check yourself. Check me? Check you! <laughs> <laughs> and the, in terms of, um, like, dick on the shelf comment, um, picking that back up, <laughs> double entendre. But, um, you could have at least, uh, at least said penis, Moses. Um, was, 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 Smash Bros. Smash, oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot, <laughs> sorry, forgive me, forgive me. <laughs> There's a book I've, I've hooked it up before. Um, it's called Sex, Marriage, and the Glory of God. Um, and this guy actually argues that our sexual intimacy should grow and become more intense as we go through life, as we go through our marriage, as opposed to dwindle. And he actually argues that it's the husband's responsibility to fan the flame of his wife's sexual desire. And this, this is a crude um, summation, but he's like, as the head of the household, you're meant to be wooing your wife and like investing. So his, his argument is before you touch her body, you need to touch her mind and her heart. And so you need to be like affirming her. You need to be like buying her gifts. You need to be studying her. You need to be like investing into her. And showing her that you love her beyond this, beyond the sexual part. And you all, all, almost always recognize that as you do that, she willingly offers up sex. And you also recognize that the sexual intimacy becomes deeper, becomes stronger, where you guys are truly enjoying each other because you're recognizing that one, he's not doing this because he wants to have sex. And like he values me with or without this. And so I am freely giving this to him. And it's it's like drawing us a lot more closer. And so he's like, um, he, he's, in, he's in his late, uh, yeah, it's like past middle age. But he often goes on like trips and stuff. And when, he's, when he comes back, sometimes his wife will like come to the airport to come pick him up and stuff. And they'll stop off at a motel before they get home. Because he'd be like, I can't, I can't wait. Like, there's a motel. Let's let's park up. Let's go to the and and like, they've been married for years, for decades, and they'll go into a motel, and the person kind of giving them their keys and stuff will almost comment that, how did they just get married? Because of how intense everything kind of is, and it's like, nah, like we've been married for time. And just the intentionality around loving his wife and making her know that she is the most important person. Like, his relationship with her under God is the most important relationship. And he's very intentional about investing into it. And so, like, another example from the book is um, they had a daughter, and one of his friends came over, and as he was putting, he was putting his own daughter's coat on, and his friend said, oh, like, she's really lovely. She must be the apple of your eye. And then he turned to his friend and said, no, her mother is. 
And so it's like, not even their children kind of take that special place. Um, he doesn't place anything onto her level. And he's very intentional about communicating that to her. And that just intensifies their relationship and then leads into a deeper sexual intimacy. And he very much believes based on both experience and he, the book is based on a song of songs, um, going through the scriptures and just being like, this, this is something that can be lived, can be experienced. Um, and so I, I see it as it's my responsibility to woo my wife and to show her that like, she's a wife before a mother, she's a wife before this or whatever. Um, and she is like the most important relationship that I have. Um, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not all the way there, but hopefully I'm making steps. Make those steps, Come step on. by step. Come on. You think it's unbiblical to, 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 to fake orgasm? <laughs> I, I, th- I think <laughs> I think I wouldn't I wouldn't quite say unbiblical. Um, when you think God looks down on it, I would say it's deceitful. And if I look at it as deceitful, then I'll say yes, it, 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 you shouldn't do it. As in, it, it kind of goes against what you stand for biblically. So if I, if, if it's deceit, then the Bible kind of ushers us away from deceit and to be honest and truthful and honestly if your husband just isn't doing it rather than faking it just talk to him and what happens Obviously, if you talk to him and, and, and nothing changes then your husband's got some pride <laughs> oh, but what if you try to change <laughs> well, he's still not good but the, the thing is like and again we our, um, my wife and I were speaking when I was a youth minister we were speaking to the youth and we were like you don't particularly want the first night you guys have sex to be the best sex you've ever experienced because then it's almost like there's nothing to grow from there. Mm. But in sex, there's also a knowing of each other, a growing with each other, recognizing what your partner likes, what your partner doesn't like, potentially trying new things and like just growing and learning each other more and more on the intimate on an intimate level and so the idea should be that you guys grow in your sexual intimacy as opposed to come into it as pros because if you come into it as pros then it leaves little to no room for growth mm. so but you think you've you, improved over the years most and my improvement isn't necessarily just sex but it's more so improves in how I please my wife that's the only measure that is relevant because I'm not trying to please anybody else so the more and more that my wife is pleased during our intimacy I'm like yo this this is good so yes I do believe that I've, I've grown and that comes by communication so it, there, there are times where there'll be like <laughs> appraisals <laughs> and literally they'll be like so how did it go about and like just talk through it and then like give pointers and tips and hints and then try it again recognizing that they won't they might not get it right the very next time but like, oh no that was a good try maybe try this as well you know like that and then just keep keep on doing it but at the same time it's, it's not just one way like both people are doing it mm. and so the guy's like oh yeah when you did that like yeah 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 girls like oh yeah we, and then it's like you man are actually trying. 
So it's almost like uh, using a Peter analogy, when you're in a dojo and you're sparring and them things there, your your sensei will be watching what you're doing and be giving you pointers. And because you want to grow, you will listen to those pointers and try to implement them. Now, if you're meant to rotate your hand as you're punching, you might not get it right the first time, but you continue practicing. And it's the same thing in the bedroom. Mm. So it should grow. And you guys should have these conversations around um, what you like, what you don't like, what the person did that felt nice, what the person did that didn't feel nice. And then just continue to explore and to grow and to just learn from each other how to best please each other. Because that's the relationship that matters. Mm. So in essence, you give her the tips, you give her the tip. Come on. Mm. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's round up. I think that's been quite educational. <laughs> Peter's going to be limited. <laughs> hey, you never know. Because when I, when I suggested the book, he was like, oh, cool, yeah, I'm going to download it. So, boy, you never know. <laughs> oh, you missed it. There was, one, uh, oh, there was this one podcast we did. You, um, you went there. And I, 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 I think it was just before Peter got married. Mm. And then we were talking about sex. And then I, I, and I asked him something around, oh, do you think that um, something about his abilities in the bedroom? Mm. And he was like, you know what? She ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh, I defied that one. That was so hilarious. Anyway. Well, you know, I, th- I think that may have been because, um, well, I'm not going to talk his business on podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk this business uh, on podcast. Boy, if it was me, boy, but you know what? <laughs> the time is going, did it? So, Peter, you're saved this time round. <laughs> cool. Uh, hookups. You got anything? I do. So, my hookup this week is a book, um, A Path to Redeeming Love, a 40, a 40 day devotional. So this is a book that bounces off a book by Francis Rivers called Redeem and Love, which is like a retelling of the Hosea story. And mm-hmm. so it, and so it's a um yeah, it's a 40-day devotional based on the topics talked about in the book, which is basically a story about this girl who was um sold into the sex trades when she was wow. quite young. Cool. And then, like, one day, this guy called Michael Hosea passes by, like, a brothel that she's working in, and he was like, he feels good saying, that's my wife. And so, he goes, and so he goes in, tries to get her, tries to woo her, obviously, you know, once you're from the streets, you're for the streets forever. Yeah. So, yeah, and so she doesn't, yeah, so, like, she's been hardened by her experiences, doesn't really know how to experience love and stuff. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah. And so this is a devotional um, based on that. Yeah, four days. Oh, it's an actual book. It's an actual book, yeah. Sweet. So check it out, check it out. What led you to read it? Uh, oh, it's not, it's, it's not for me to read. It's a Valentine's present. Okay. Hey, yeah. look at that. Um, See, I'm just but now I can't give it the same book next year. <laughs> Hopefully, at least that shows that she's grown. Um, I think um, 
I wanted to give this this hookup for a place that I bought flowers from for gems for Valentine's, but I'm not sure if the the place is still going to be operational after Valentine's. Oh, because I know that I know the woman who runs the business. Uh, I believe that she did this for Valentine's Day. So she's a wedding coordinator and wedding planner, but things have been a bit hit and miss with COVID. So she's diversified and obviously um, Valentine's is coming. So she did this. So, But in in hopes that the florist still remains, because they're really nice. They're like really nice flowers. Um, Ave Blooms is the... Um, the name i think it's the social media um, handle as well but just in case that doesn't it isn't um still running if it was like a seasonal thing as opposed to just an open thing um my other hookup is to is, is more like a challenge for believers to intentionally explore expressions of church outside of their usual okay so if you're a Pentecostal, try like an evangelical or something like try something else. Um, not so much because I want my name to be leaving their churches, but um, more so to to start to recognize that God works in different ways. Yeah, it gives you like, um, a, like a more rounded view. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully you gain an appreciation for different expressions of, of church. And it's it should be fairly easy now with lockdown because you can just tune into someone's church and most of the most of the church is like recorded online still living after the service so you, like during the week you can like take a different church every day if you've got the time um just to experience a different expression of church mm. so yeah that'll be me cool 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 all right let's round up shout out to Reed for the intro outro music come on to another for the ordinary amazing logo twitter at the fans uk Instagram TBS Furnace, email address tbsfurnace.hotmail.com, soundcloud.com forward slash slash first apostrophe on all good podcast websites and apps, including Spotify, iTunes, splash first with an apostrophe. And we're done. Hopefully, Peter will get his priorities in order and be back next week. Come on. But who knows? Who can tell? Only God knows. And God knows. <sighs> Come on. Come on. Guys, just make sure you use all the lube this Valentine's Day Aye. and every day. Aye. Unless you want to go bareback, then be a dangerous person. Yeah, man. You have, you, have to, you have to look after your woman. <laughs> Unless she likes it rough. Even mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is a blacksmith furnace. Hey, no, nah, but facts, facts. <laughs> Yo, let me throw this curveball. Do you think BDSM? Can can run in a Christian marriage. Yes, but let's I leave do. that there. Okay, let, okay, let's leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Blacksmith Furnace signing out. Come on. Blah.